Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 12th, 2019. What's going on? How are you? What's going on? What's going on? Um, oh, Billy. Oh, Billy Babyface. Oh, Freckled Face Fucko is wrapped on the movie. Thank you to everybody. Judd, Pete Davidson, everybody that I worked with, I had an awesome time. Uh, the mustache is gone. I checked with the director before I shaved it off. I was like, did you check the gate and all the other shit you said? Is the, is the batch of film good? Can I, can I not be this guy anymore? And he was like, it's all good. Shave it off, send it to the Smithsonian, flush it down the toilet, whatever the fuck you want to do with it. And I, that's it. Did anybody watch? On Instagram, when Nia shaved it off live, live Instagramming there, and uh, yeah, I got the baby face now. I swear to God, man, I look like I'm like 46 years old. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. If you can pull off five years younger than your age, you know, if you're 85, you're like, dude, you look like you're 79, 80. I'll take that. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Ba-da-bow. Um, all right, so what's going on in the world? I have my free time back, baby. And last night I did a show at the uh, at, at uh, I want to uh, Foxwoods. I always want to say Great Woods. I uh, Foxwoods. I did a show there last night, and I had a fucking great time, and I was very excited because I did an hour and nineteen minutes, and I only did like two bits from my last hour. Not saying. I had all great material, but I had a really good time working it all out. And now that I got the movie behind me, I get to do my favorite fucking thing in the world, which is put together a new hour of stand up. And um, I am going full force. straight ahead. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be popping in down the stand comedy club. Uh, I haven't been able to get down there and uh, beautiful club. Can't wait to get down there. And uh, I have some positive memories of uh, being down in that club after uh, all the bullshit, the horror that happened uh, this past couple weeks. So, um, anyway, it's going to be putting it together. And last night I was having a great time. And, uh, you know, I don't really talk about politics or anything like that. But, like, I was just sort of making fun of – I was making fun of Trump. But not like, you know, this guy's this or whatever. But I just thought it was funny that he retweeted conspiracy theory about Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein, obviously, his fucking name. And how he thinks, like, global warming is a hoax. And just all of this shit, you know. The, the, guy, the, guy, the guy responds to tweets. It's like you're the leader of the free world. Can you fucking act like it, you know? Um, I thought the lowest, and I was joking, I was like, I thought the lowest point was going to be when, like, Obama did the Tonight Show. It's like, I don't want to see you do it, have... Be on a show that'll book me. <laughs> You're the fucking president. You're going to come out and do fucking 10 minutes on the Russians? Hope Jimmy calls you over to the couch. It's just like, I, I fucking hate how the, that office has just, because of it's, it's all been splintered now and they, that they have to like fucking be on social media. So that's all I was really doing. And this guy in the crowd just goes, he goes, leave Trump alone. <laughs> and then somebody else said, uh, 
I don't know, some other word hoax got out there and some woman in the crowd goes, Obama was a hoax. And I just went on this riff talking about the two of them were so fucking dumb that they both that, that they should fuck just so we could see what you would make. And uh, and then later on, somebody else, I don't know, I was teasing, I was making fun of Tom Brady. How is a 42, 3, 4-year-old man, he ran a faster 40 than he did when he was 22 or 23. And this made this guy in the balcony flip out about Tom Brady. I was just th- talking about all the shit that I had said leading up to that point, And I bring up Tom Brady, and that's the thing that triggers you. And I don't know. I was just riffing on how the, all of them should have like a threesome. Uh, I don't know. It's just that, that whole fucking... This is, I hope, the dumbest time politically I've ever seen in my fucking life. I have never in my life ever seen fucking so many mouth-breathing morons when it comes to politics where they will not hold anybody in their party accountable to anything. And if you say anything, they go, well, the Democrats do this. Like, when I... uh, I came back from uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the fucking gig last night at Foxwoods, right? I actually, uh, I, I rented a helicopter to fly up and go do it, okay? Which I never do shit like that because it's so fucking expensive. But every once in a while, if it's like inside of an hour, you know, and I just do it like once a year or something like that, you know what I mean? Like if I have a, I live in LA, if I have a gig in San Diego, I'll fly out. And if I do Vegas, I'll fly out. But even this time, I'm not flying out because it, it, it gets, it's just so it's so much fucking money. It's thrown down the fucking toilet. You can't write it off, right? And, uh, you know, I got a kid. So I just in the back of my head, I'm like, this is money that I could leave to my kid. Instead, I'm doing this fucking shit. So every once in a while, I'll do it, right? So um, I just completely lost my fucking train of thought there. What was the point of that, Bill? Anyway, I, uh, is this like a fucking sign of like early onset Alzheimer's? I was talking about people in politics. Oh, that's right. So I went to land and I was telling the driver, he goes, you know, he goes, how cool was that? I go, dude, it was fucking unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was a clear night and I got to fly, you know, up the west side, cross Manhattan at about 96th street, transition, um, LaGuardia, 500 feet, South Stanchion, Throg's Neck Bridge, and then you're fucking out over Long Island Sound. You see New Rochelle, Stamford, New Haven, then Londonderry. You make a left, and then you fucking land at a helipad, and you go in and do a show. I felt like Elvis. How was it? It was incredible. And then this guy had this software that was even better than the flight that I use that shows you all the planes and helicopters in your area, the direction they're flying and whether in the altitude that they're at, they will say in red minus 900 or in green plus 1200. So at that point, and, and if you do that and you have flight following, okay, and you're 500 feet above the, the highest object in your area at all times. The only thing you have to worry about is if you have some sort of fucking mechanical problem with your own fucking helicopter, but you know how to do an auto, so you're going to be fine. It's tremendous. So he was saying, uh, he goes, do you do that a lot? The driver, I go, no, I never do it. It's too fucking expensive. And, you know, there's no write-offs. And I said, then Trump also fucking went off 
adding all of these fucking taxes because he got pissed off at Hollywood. He took away all our write-offs. And you know what the guy said? He goes, well, I mean, the Democrats would do that. It's like, no, they wouldn't. Another Republican wouldn't have done that. Another Republican would have shook it off. This was a specifically this guy thing. Can you just stop with this fucking... It drives me up the fucking wall. It, it, the, watching people in Hollywood looking at the Obamas like they were these saintly fucking people who, who gave the corporations their fuck, continued the fucking war, killed all of these innocent fucking people with drone strikes, and now they're out on the speech tour taking all of their fucking bribe money so they can go out and go buy a fucking house. They're no different than anybody with the fucking red tie. And I swear to God, I, can, I just cannot... Fucking sit there and listen to these fucking people who just sit there. I just watch CNN. I just watch Fox News. Yeah, you sound like it. So. That brings me to Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. I want to know where that man is because I'm telling you right now, he is not dead. Yeah, you hot take. That man is not dead. (laughs) I don't know where he is. I I actually, you know, why couldn't he just be a fucking pussy and just killed himself? Because he didn't want to fucking spend the rest of his life in jail or he didn't want to go through the embarrassment of having a mirror held up to his piece of shit face as to what the fuck he was doing down on his island. Huh? Or maybe his publicist said, well, you know, if you kill yourself and you don't go through the trial, then people won't hear all the gory details. Why couldn't it just be that? Why couldn't there just be a couple of guards who weren't fucking looking or whatever? I don't know. This guy's on, I love all these people going, the guy's on 24 hours suicide watch and he somehow kills himself? I mean, how is that possible? The next time somebody says that, say, explain 24 hours suicide watch. What exactly does that entail? You know, is there just a guy sitting at a, on a, you know, looking at a TV screen? You know, somebody hands him a coffee and he never looks at it. He just sets it down next to him and he's, he's, he's trying to find the coffee cup with his spoon. You know, accidentally tips his coffee over. The coffee rolls down into his lap. He's screaming in agony, agony but never takes his eye off the screen. What, what exactly does 24 hours of surveillance entail? You know, doesn't they, they turn a camera on the guy and what, they're just sitting there staring at it for fucking 24 hours? I don't fucking know. I know it's really convenient that the fucking guy died. And I'm not saying that he couldn't have got whacked, but when they just have somebody stab him up in the yard, that usually seems the way it goes down. And everybody's like, the guy's been dead. There's not even an autopsy yet. Well, he just died. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But my favorite thing are people who are trying to tie it into Donald Trump or fucking Bill Clinton. The Clintons had him killed. Like the Clintons are like this mob family. You know, they're fucking politicians. Right? They just walk around blowing people for money. That's all they do. You're horrifically underpaid as a politician and you got to have fucking a a tuxedo and tap dance shoes your entire fucking career tap dancing for these people who are going to give you money and then you're going to owe them favors. 
And if you don't do what they want, you can't then someday give a fucking hour-long speech and get $300,000 from them. That's basically (laughs) what they all do, including the saintly Obamas. You know, that's what they're doing. That's what they all fucking do, all right? I think my conspiracy theory is that in the 1960s, the message was sent that if you don't do what the people who are truly running the fucking country want you to do, conveniently a crazed lone gunman will come out of nowhere and take you out. Black or white, male or female, that's essentially what happened to anybody who is truly going to affect change in a way that they did not like. It was too convenient. And I think now they don't even need to whack you anymore. They can just they can just take you out um, in the newspapers by just not giving you any coverage, like a Bernie Sanders guy. They can just completely ignore this guy and how much people like him and wanted him in the last election to represent the Democratic Party. They could just completely ignore it and not give it any coverage. And if they don't give it any coverage, then it didn't happen. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that Bernie would have been better than Hillary or better than, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that they can kind of steer you where the fuck they want to go, which is pretty obvious when you get any rules, you deregulate ownership of media. It's why they had it in the beginning and they got rid of all of that. And it's probably why everybody is just screaming and yelling now and just blaming one side or the other at a level that I've never seen before. It's like fucking, I, I, I can't even like, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like a trained fucking chimp. If you say to somebody who's a conservative, if you, if you go, can you believe fucking Trump said that? They'd be like, well, Obama said, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what the, I'm not fucking talking. I didn't say Obama was good. I'm just saying it's not unsettling to you that a fucking president is retweeting conspiracy theory? Think about that, people. Do you remember if you listened to this podcast seven, eight years ago when I really got into that shit, how fucking nuts I sounded? How fucking truly nuts I sounded. And I was just a comedian doing a podcast. Now you have the fucking leader of the, the free world, whatever the fuck that means. That's like Michael Jackson, the king of pop. I mean, who, who gave that guy his fucking nickname? He did, Right. The president of the United States is retweeting conspiracy theory. That should fucking bother everybody. Nope. Well, the guy with the blue tie did this. All right. End of, end of discussion. And this is why I don't follow politics. Because the second anybody in a conversation that I'm in, I'm in does not agree with me 100%, I just have to shut down. Because I have everything figured out. Not you. Um, so anyway, my, uh, Andrew was telling me that a bunch of you guys sent in your, uh, was, were asking about like this fucking guy. Uh, I, I did not follow the story at all. Um, I was too busy working, so I don't, I have no idea what happened. And once Trump retweeted the conspiracy theory, it knocked all the conspiracy theory away. I can't seem to find any of the conspiracy theories. All I can find is stories about Trump retweeting it. Like, watch this. Jeffrey Epstein theory. Let's see here. 
Uh, all right, let's see. How conspiracy theories spread after the financer's death. Jeffrey Epstein, how could... Okay, wait, I think I just found it. All right. Trump promotes Epstein, Clinton's conspiracy. Trump retweets Epstein theory. Jeffrey's death, apparent suicide, inspires new conspiracy theories. Well, let's read some. Conspiracy theories run riot with Trump's help. See, now right there, I don't want to read that one because I feel like that's just going to be a blue page just shitting on him because he wears a red tie. All right, forget the conspiracy theories. I like this person's. Here's an op-ed piece. Here's why it's likely Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Epstein? All right, the safest bet is that Jeffrey Epstein died by suicide. Given the evidence to date, along with data on suicide among detainees in custody awaiting trial, that's the most likely conclusion to draw pending a ruling on Epstein's death from the New York City Office of Chief Medical Examiner. But that hasn't stopped a torrent of social media posts offering elaborate theories. Where are they? I want to read them. Suggesting the accused sex offender was the target of an orchestrated killing. Conjecture has run wild with both Epstein, hashtag Epstein murder slash Clinton body count trending on Twitter. Many tweets begin with a preface assuring the reader, I'm not into conspiracies, but, and then they offer conspiracy theory. Um... One theory places the blame on President Trump and the U.S. Attorney General William Barr. Wait a minute, that's a little close to my name. Oh, wait, am I involved? Is that my code name? It goes like this. Powerful people in control of the Department of Justice were fearful of what other politically prominent names Epstein might give to prosecutors, and so had Epstein murdered in custody, staging it as a suicide. Purveyors of this series note that Epstein was being held in a federal facility, which is part of the Department of Justice run by Barr. Okay, now I'm starting to believe. And that the Justice Department is within the executive branch run by Donald Trump. Another equally far-fetched theory substitutes the Clintons for Trump as the shadowy powers who ordered a hit on Epstein Technically, however, this theory can no longer be dismissed as fringe because it has been ratified by, very, by a very official figure, the president. And now I just lost everything because Los Angeles Times, I don't want to read that. Please, please get rid of this. Please close this window. Thank you. On Saturday, as speculation ran rampant, Trump retweeted a post from the comedian Terrence Williams who wrote, died of suicide on 24-7, suicide watch. Yeah, right. How does that happen? Jeffrey Epstein had information on Bill Clinton, and now he's dead. Trump's tweets are official statements of the White House, which means that this fringe theory is no longer fringe. Yeah, this is just going off the fucking rails here. I don't know what happened to this guy. I just hope whoever he fucking did shit to can get help. And somehow find love and forget what the fuck happened to him, which that that guy did to him, which, of course, you can't. Um, And other than that, whatever, who cares? He's a piece of shit and he's fucking dead. All right. Other than that, what are you going to go nuts? You think you're going to scream about it on Twitter and then they're going to be all right. You got us. We killed him. We killed him. Okay, Uh, because uh, I was down there and I was doing. I was playing hopscotch with a five-year-old or whatever the fuck it is those people are doing. I don't even want to know what the fuck they're doing. 
That's other people's job to go down that fucking rat hole. Don't you hate when you're on clickbait when you can never find the woman that's in the picture? I mean, they're showing this absolutely incredible looking woman, and then I got to go through 101 slides to get to her. 101 slides. Okay, flash player. I know not to fucking click on that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. They're going to try to fish me. Anytime they say you need to update your flash player, I don't, I don't fucking do that until my videos won't work. All right, let's get out of this stupid fucking conspiracy theory. Good riddance to that guy. I'm glad he's fucking dead. Um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Where am I? Okay, please announce. San Diego, this Thursday, Jason Lawhead is recording his album at the Comedy Store in La Jolla at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. show, $10 tickets. Jason Lawhead, Rose Bowl, Tailgate Legend, is recording his album at the Comedy Store in La Jolla this Thursday, 8 p.m. show, uh, $10 tickets. Um, all right, let's get into some fun shit. The football season, a preseason anyways, has officially started. Patriots played on Thursday. I guess they look good. I have no idea. What? How much weight do you put on these fucking preseason games? And I guess they're they're out here in Jersey. Who are they playing? Let's see. Patriots preseason schedule. Who's going to replace Rob Gronkowski? Patriots preseason schedule. What do we got here? Saturday. Oh, they got the Giants on the 29th. They always play the Giants in the preseason. Have you noticed that shit? Maybe it's because they're close by. I don't know. Panthers, Patriots. That's all preseason. So we got the Titans on Saturday, Thursday, the 22nd. We got the, the Panthers. And then we got uh, the 29th, which I think is another Thursday game. And then it's the fucking football season. Let's see. What does the Patriots schedule look like? How do you even tell like who's good anymore in football with all the parody? All right, so here's our schedule. We open Sunday night with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then we got the Dolphins. Um, so we're at home against the Steelers. Then we're at the Dolphins. Then we got the Jets. Then we're at the Bills. Then we're at the Redskins. I'm going to that game, baby. Then Thursday night, we got the Giants at home against the Giants. Oh, we're playing that division, which so means we got the Cowboys this year. We're uh, oh, we're going to get a lot of shit this year on our road games, huh? We're at the Eagles. Gee, what game are they going to bring up? Uh, at the New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, at the Baltimore Ravens. Then we're at the Eagles. Then we got a home game against the Cowboys. Then we're at the Texans. Home game against the Chiefs. You got to go to that game. Got to get tickets to that game. Think about that one. Patrick Mahomes when he's young. Tom Brady on his way out. What a great game to say that you went to. You know? That'd be like if a young Joe Montana played against an old fucking uh, Joe Namath and you went to the game. At the Cincinnati Bengals, then we got the Buffalo Bills, and we got the Miami Dolphins. And guess what I have this year, fucking people? I have all kinds of free time because all I'm doing is stand up my podcast for the rest of the year, which means I'm going to watch every single fucking second 
of the Patriots season. I don't give a shit if they go on 16, you know. I don't give a fuck. I'm watching every single one of these. And I have no idea. This this seems like a tough schedule to me. I think a lot of these teams are going to be good. Um, Dolphins always play us tough. We get the two Jets games out of the way early. We always seem to split with them. Oh, isn't that crazy? We're playing the Jets twice and the Giants once. Three games against New York. Two out of three are in Boston or in Foxborough. Isn't that interesting? All right. And we're playing the NFC East. And our road games are at Washington, at Philly. And then we're playing the uh, the Central, I guess. Man, if you're ever going to do some road trips this year for a Patriots schedule, this is pretty easy. If you live in and around Boston, all right, at Miami's far, but at Buffalo, at Washington, at New York, at Baltimore, at Philly, at Houston, that's a little bit of a ride, at Cincinnati. Dude, if you were ever going to go to all fucking Patriots games, in one year. This is the year to do it. You can do every game by car. Every game is a fucking road. You could, you know, it's a it's a haul, but you could do it. Right? You could do it every single one except for Houston and Miami. That's it. Miami's not a bad flight. That's great. I will just say this. If you go into the 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 uh you know, some of these like Buffalo, Philly, you know, are the Ravens at home? Yeah, you got to watch yourself. I'd be careful with wearing like the fucking Patriots gear. Some of those fucking idiots out there taking out their childhoods on people who fucking just go into a goddamn game. All right, let's do some of the reads here this week. Um, all right, where are we? What the fuck am I doing here? All right, good boys. Oh, I can't wait to see this movie. All right, what if the guys who made some of the most outrageous R-rated comedies like Superbad and Sausage Party decided to make an R-rated comedy starring 12-year-old boys? Uh, well, they did. And it's the hilarious new movie called Good Boys. It follows three innocent sixth graders as they skip school one day to do whatever it takes to learn how to kiss before their first middle school party. The thing is, they get themselves into a ton of inappropriate and R-rated situations along the way. Early audiences and critics have been raving about good boys saying that you'll laugh for 90 minutes straight. They're calling it delightfully inappropriate, wildly raunchy, and undeniably sweet. Don't forget to go see Good Boys in theaters uh, August 16th. Oh, look at that. I'm going to check that out one. I get back to L.A. I'm getting behind in the movies. I still haven't seen the Tarantino one yet either. Um, anybody know a good place to see it in LA? Is it still showing at one of those 70 millimeter places? Cause I want to see it like that. If I, if I still can, um, all right, simply safe, everybody on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm. When a home security system is triggered, a lot of time police assume it's a false alarm and the call goes to the bottom of the list. Uh, but not with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology, which helps police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. They can visually confirm that a break-in is happening and let the police know, making their average police response time just seven minutes. Do they really need to tell the fucking criminals how much time they have? I mean, a fucking alarm goes off, you got a good 10 minutes. Those cops were just there, all loaded for bear. 
Simply Safe also protects every door, window, and room with 24-7 professional monitoring. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. This system has won a ton of awards from CNET to New York Times uh, to Wirecutter. Oh, New York Times is Wirecutter. Around-the-clock monitoring starts at just $15 a month. And for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebird.com and get free shipping and a money-back guarantee. That's simplysafebird.com, simplysafebird.com. All right. Oh, look who's back. Old Zip. Crudo. Uh, hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. Plus, plus today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. Zip. Com slash bird. ZipRecruiter sends your job out to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, Zip. Scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job resume. Uh, apply to your job, sorry. As applications come in, Zip uh, analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is, is so effective that four out of five employers who post on Zip get a quality candidate through the site. Within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free uh, at this exclusive web address, Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash burr. Zip. Recruiter. Dot com slash burr. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Oh, look who it is. Stamps.com, everybody. Uh, no one really has time to go to the post office. You're busy. Who's got time for all that traffic? Oh, the parking, lugging all your mail and postage. Packages, sorry. Uh, it's a real hassle, man. That's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money and discounts with discounts, sorry, that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices an online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or prop it, drop it in the mailbox. Uh, it's that simple. With stamp. Stop.com. You get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to forty percent off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over seven hundred thousand small businesses already use Stamps.com. Right now, my listeners uh, get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. All righty, then. Um, I watched a couple of movies, by the way, um, at the after party for the, uh, for the movie. We were, uh, we were doing a bunch of Rodney jokes throughout so we watched Easy Money and we watched Back to School. I had not seen Easy Money in so long. And uh, 
Taylor Negron, and Joe Pesci is hilarious in it. And you look at fucking Roddy. That guy cannot stand fucking still. The whole time he's sitting there. And like back to school, when they come, uh, when they have his his point of view and Sam Kinison's walking up the stairs to come to him, you see him sitting. If you look at his left leg, he has like fucking restless leg syndrome. Uh, just one of the greatest fucking comedians of all time. And just watching back to school with some like his movies, they don't even make sense. Like they basically like with scripts, how it works is, you know, technically is the first 10 pages 10 pages in, you're supposed to have that fucking moment. It's like, all right, this is what we need to do. This is what we have to accomplish. Act one's supposed to end somewhere around 25, 30 pages. Act two, about 60 pages in, and then you wrap it up with act three. All right? And you're done 90, 100 pages. Dude, that's fucking easy money. They don't get through the first 10 pages until 40 minutes into the fucking movie. Um, it's just all jokes about what a fucking degenerate he is for 40 fucking minutes. And it's hilarious. And somehow <clears throat> the movie still works. Um, and then in back to school, that one, that one doesn't get going. It's like all fat jokes. He runs like a big and tall. The whole thing is just fat jokes for fucking 18 minutes before ah, they get into where the hell they want to be. But we had a great time. Um, Watch, I highly recommend watching uh, Easy Money. Just as far as like, and, and back to school, just as far as just like jokes you could just never do anymore. And also Burt Young's in that one. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. And if you notice in the end, he's actually holding hands with a freshman. Like they're like boyfriend, girlfriend now because he was like Rodney's chauffeur. You know, if you ever did jokes like that, are they advocating a 60-year-old guy going out with an 18-year-old? I mean, what are we watching here? You know what pissed me off the other day? And in general, this fucking annoys the shit out of me. I am so sick of people having advice on their fucking clothes. Like, somebody I was walking down the street, and I'm looking at this person, and they had do what you love on their T-shirt. I just want to be like, you bought that? Please tell me, like, I don't know, you, you, there, there was a house fire and somebody just gave you a free T-shirt and that's what the fuck it was. Not that I want your house to burn down. Do what you love. Like, you, you looked in your fucking little T-shirt drawer and you're like, I'm going to share this with the world. First of all, do what you love is pretty mainstream advice. Right? And I feel like, like, your life has to be, like, at a pretty fucking... You've got to be operating at a pretty high level. I do what I love. I would never walk down the street with a shirt that says, do what you love. Because I would immediately feel like an asshole. Like, what? Oh, I got everything figured out? I mean, look at me. I do what I love for a living, and I still get annoyed at fucking people wearing T-shirts that has stuff on it. Words on it. I still give a fuck. So, right there, I'm out. I'm not qualified. To give fucking people advice. I guess if you're a motivational speaker and you're on the way to one of your speakings and you and you don't want to uh, change into your costume, you're just going to come right in there and be like, all right, people, what are we here for? What are we here to learn? And you point to your T-shirt. We're going to do what we love. 
That's right. Jesus wants you to do what you love. He wants you to get an island and fuck children and then kill yourself in a cell. Do what you love. Yeah, do what you love is really open-ended, especially when you're walking around New York City. Because you could be fucking saying that to a mass-murdering psycho. I mean, that's a fucking sketch right there, right? Do what you love. You have a guy sitting in a... I don't shoot sketches. I just say them on the podcast. All right, you got a guy sitting in a fucking diner, looking shifty, but sort of sad. And then this beautiful woman walks by with a do what you love. Let's not make her beautiful, because then you feel bad for her. Uh, a feminist looking woman, right? There you go. There's, there's somebody that nobody cares if they die. Um, so you have like a feminist woman walking by, right? The fucking hairy armpits and the goddamn, you know, fucking Janine Garofalo glasses, right? Not, not attacking her. Just the first person I thought. I'll let me pick somebody else. Uh, Superman glasses. Clark Kent, right? Walking down the fucking street. And he's sitting there in the diner. And then she, the person has do what you love on the T-shirt. And then you just see it really affects them. And the person gets up and starts walking behind the person with the do what you love. And you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, it's getting kind of weird. And the woman turns the corner. He fucking knocks her over the head and throws in the trunk of his car. Right? And then that's his first victim. And the name of this short is do what you love. Um, Sorry. I don't know. Just... Do what you love. It's just like, I, I just want to be like, I, I just want to be, I just don't do that in public, but I just want to walk up to the person and be like, can I ask you a question? Just like, like how, how are you qualified to give the world advice? Just what are you, what are you doing in your life? Like what, what do you do with your life? Cause I do what I love and I would never be so fucking arrogant as to wear that goddamn t-shirt. Remember that fucking thing, that stupid t-shirt, mean people suck? There was just such a fucking self-serving t-shirt. And you're also making yourself a victim. And it's like, oh, what are you? You're, you're, an, you're a nice person? Who the fuck? Who fucking vetted you? One of these fucking broads on these award shows giving guys lectures. It's like, when does the lecture end? fucking sitting there acting like all of us took our dicks out at work (laughs) do you know how fucking insane you gotta be to take out your member at work um i always wanted to be to to the to the woman be like who vetted you whoever said you were a nice fucking person you never threw your phone at one of your assistants i let's let's fucking look into your past I don't know. Is that a dumb thing to get upset about? I'm just seeing them more and more. I guess I guess as the world gets sadder and sadder and more and more depressing because everybody's on fucking social media. Um, which is the worst thing I did. Remember, remember a, like a month ago, I was reading that Ken Stabler autobiography and I just put my phone down. I, w- I just automatically, I was in a better mood because I wasn't looking at that shit. Um, but there are a few that do make me laugh, though. I'm not saying social media is all bad. Um, crime faces, obviously. I was told you guys about that. That's a great one. And then I was following this other one. I forget what the name of it was. It was just people doing dumb things. And uh, this poor bastard was in a band. And it was like towards the end of the concert. 
and they were going nuts in front of this big crowd and he was running with his guitar and he went to leap up on to uh, his amplifier or something and he just totally lost his footing. He basically leaped up in the air. He gave himself a suplex and landed on the corner, not even flush. He landed on the corner of one of the cabinets. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe it didn't come out the front of his shirt. And he just took it and stood back up and just ran up to the microphone to do the background vocals. I mean, he kept the show going. It was uh, it was pretty fucking amazing. I do like looking at shit like that. But uh, somebody on the movie gave me a a, a book on Sonny Liston, which I'm going to fucking start reading today because I have the whole day to myself. I, well, not the whole day to myself. I'm going to play with my kid too. But uh, but that's not work because I'm doing what I love. I want to. You know what? I'm going to start having inspirational T-shirts that just annoy people. Just have a T-shirt that just says, you know, tell that bitch to shut up. <laughs> and then when you get confronted, you'd be like, what? Oh, oh, yeah, you know what? It's just laundry day. Uh, I won it at a carnival. They, they give that away at a carnival? Yeah, well, you got to beat people in a game first. I think it was the water pistol game. I want to have my inspirational t-shirts. How about, guess what? You're a cunt too. Don't give me advice on your t-shirt. Would you guys buy any of these? I don't want to get involved in the t-shirt business. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, where was the t-shirt made? Right? And to make it cost effective, the only way to do it, it seems to be some sort of fucking sweatshop labor. Is that what it is, Bill? Is that what the whole world is to you? I don't know. Maybe that's why there are happy T-shirts out there, Bill, because there's people like you walking around in the world. All right, hang on one second. Here we go. Here we go. Let's read some fucking letters for the week here. Helping educators. Hey, Billy, back to school. Oh, I watched that. Hey, the back to school, okay? Um, oh, my favorite line, two favorite lines in uh, Easy Money, both Joe Pesci. Uh, now get out of here, you half a sissy, before I give you a slap. And he was also talking about taking the boat back from L.A., how to get to New York. And he said, you know, he explains the whole route. And then he goes, in, and it was, when he talks about getting to New York, he goes, we go by that broad with the green dress and we're back. <laughs> All right. Thought I'd bring this to your attention since you've mentioned wanting to help schools in need. Yeah, public schools. I completely failed with that because it was all this. I couldn't just give money to that school. It seemed to have to go into some giant fund and I would then lose control as to like where that money would go to. Many schools are back in session this week, which means thousands of teachers are having to buy important classroom supplies with their own money. Uh, The Twitter page at support underscore a teach. Wait, underscore a underscore teach started a movement called Clear the List and is currently retweeting teachers' Amazon wish lists from across the country. Each teacher's list has a little blurb about what subject they teach and what district they are in. There are hundreds to scroll through, but even a couple little things to one or two people make a difference. Hope you and everyone listening can help. Thank you. Well, I also hope that it's legit. Um... 
And also, what, what the fuck are we doing with our country that they don't have money for this? It's fucking just, you know, I just don't understand how, how people buy into the fucking rhetoric of politicians when they're clearly just helping themselves out, clearly just helping out rich people. You know, like what John Stewart had to do, the level of shame he had to bring for them to finally give firefighters who went down to the World Trade Center to help clean up and look for their buddies and other victims. What he had to do to finally get him to help him out almost 20 fucking years later. You know? Well, they'll just give corporations endless amounts of fucking money for these all these goddamn fucking wars. Just, I don't know. I don't know how you stay positive about it. But I guess it's up to us as citizens to do something positive. You know what? I'll look into that. I'll actually look into that right now. Let's see what this is about. I really hope this is legit. All right. Um, what the fuck was it here? Help underscore support underscore at support underscore. All right. I'm never going to remember this. At support underscore a underscore teacher. Let's see where this gets me. Clear the list. Hashtag on Twitter. All right, clear the list. Let's see if I can let's see if I can vet this. Clear Clear the list. Do what you love. Clear the list legitimacy. Here we go. Um And that took me nowhere. You win sanctions. I I just you know what? I just suck at the internet. All right, I hope this is real. Nope, it's real. I just wish I knew a specific teacher. Okay? And they'd be like, these are the supplies I need for my classroom. And then I could buy the supplies, go into the classroom, and hand it out to the kids. This is how jaded I am. Because back in the day, I helped at one of the... I I fucking gave all this money to one of those, uh, you know, troops that got wounded and shit, you know? Fucking help that out and turn out the fucking piece of shit family was taking most of the money all right anyway season is there any teachers listening here in the los angeles area there we go there we go los angeles area i'm gonna be back out there this week what supplies do you need specifically we're not gonna send you the money we're gonna go out and buy the actual shit. And I'm gonna come down there, ho, 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 with a big fucking white beard, and I'm gonna hand it out to everybody. How about that? Can I do that? So then I know that you're not doing that to fucking, you know, build a drum room in your house. All right, seasons of the year problem. Hi, Bill. I'm a longtime podcast listener and an overall fan of your art in general. Well, thank you very much. Your performance here in Amsterdam in May was one of the highlights of my spring. And for this, I want to say a huge thank you. Well, thank you. I had a great time going over there. However, oh, Jesus, I have a problem with your view on seasons of the year. You keep saying that summer ends on September 23rd like it's some sort of universal truth, which it is not. 
The summer you're talking about is an astronomical summer, which is based on equinoxes and solaces. All right, I'm already going to just give into this argument because I don't know what you're talking about. And if you are the one who can't pronounce those words or tell off the top of your head what, uh, when those happens, you should go fuck yourself and stick to the simple definition, which is a meteorological, I got to get this word, meteorological summer. It starts on June 1st and ends June 31st. It makes more sense since it describes seasons the way they make sense to us. Summer is warm, winter is cold, etc. So please stop pretending like you're that medieval astronomer. Wait a minute. With global warming, it's warm into fucking October. All right. I've, you know what? I've had enough of your shit. If you stopped right to fucking two paragraphs. All right. Well, explain to me. I know that the summer every once, you know, it switches around like fucking Easter. All right, now I got to look these fucking words up here. Equinoxes. You know what? I was listening, and then you, you just we just went a little too fucking hard. Equinox. Fucking hilarious. Hotel, gym. <laughs> Definition. The time or date, twice each year at which the sun crosses the celestial equator. Now i got to look up something else. Uh, I know what the equator is. What's the celestial equator? When day and night are of equal length. Okay. September 22nd and March 20th. Okay. Solstices. All right, let's look this up. I remember memorizing these at some point in my my youth okay solstice's definition listen how quiet it got when i try to learn something either of the two times in the year the summer solstice and the winter solstice when the sun reaches its highest or lowest point in the sky marked by the longest and shortest days okay so all right, let me try to wrap my head around this. So there's one summer is just saying it's June, July, and August because that's what it is every year when it's just normally the hottest time. And then to make it more precise is you figure out where the earth is going around the sun and you take out your little fucking, what are you, protractor? Is that how you figure it out? What's the longest day and what's the shortest day when the sun's going to reach its highest point and its lowest point? So I imagine the highest point is the hottest day of the year versus the lowest point, and then you you stick the, the highest point, and then you have a certain amount of days before and after. That's peak summer. Is that what it is? Can somebody help me out? I feel scared. All right. It starts on June 1st and ends the August 31st. It makes more sense since it's described the season. All right. But in mine, it says the 21st to the 23rd. So what is that then? Um, so stop pretending like you're the medieval astronomer that was burned alive and stick to the normal definition of the season we have, or at least give a disclaimer that you are talking about seasons the way they were described in the 1400s. Warm regards to your family and go fuck yourself. Buddy, 
I never said I, I knew any of that shit. I'm just saying that this year it said summer began in, in June 21st and ended on September 23rd. I conveyed that information and now you're yelling at me like I fucking said it. I repeated it. Jesus fucking Christ. And all you did was fucking move it up a few days. Instead of saying June 21st, you said June 1st. And yours ends the 31st instead of the 23rd. So isn't that the same amount of fucking days, roughly? I think we're saying the same goddamn thing here. All I'm saying is you can keep your fucking boat in the water until the beginning of October with global warming. And everybody's, oh, where the fuck did the summer go? Take a summer vacation in fucking September. And fuck you and your fucking equinoxes and your fucking solstices. You can still fucking put a boat in the goddamn water. And water ski now. In September. That's all I'm saying. And do it while the kids are at school. That's great. You got a fucking professional babysitter. All I was trying to do, sir, is make people happy. That's all I was doing. I never claimed that I was a fucking scientist. If you ever heard me read out loud, you'd understand. But I, I got to give you this, sir. You really know what you're talking about, or ma'am. And you now have me fascinated with this fucking information. And this is the thing. When I actually, if I actually take the time to figure out what the fuck this means, because I do find this fascinating, and I have a tremendously poor science background, and I'm not the smartest guy. If I do figure out what it means at no fucking point, Will I ever explain it to somebody on, on, a, on a fucking T-shirt walking down the street? All right. So there. In the end, I still made myself the hero. So why don't you go fuck yourself? All right. Vietnam. Really? Oh, geez. I'm just getting the shit. I'm getting killed here. Vietnam was a shit show and was a totally stupid war. Villagers were killed and countless others suffered for no reason. And you are an idiot when it comes to politics. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, do, you, do you see how this person just jumped? I don't even know what this fucking person's even talking about. Just jumped. Like, whatever I said so pissed them off that they just fired off this email. Like, when they were listening to this podcast, I was talking to them. I don't know what you're talking about here, sir or ma'am. And you are an idiot when it comes to politics. Yeah, I've admitted that. Because the second you decide to make a point, you backhand your own fucking point by shitting on the point you just made. Yeah, that's called seeing both sides of the story. And also admitting that you don't have nearly enough information to make it an, an informed point. The same as you. You haven't made one point here. You're just insulting me. You have no fucking balls. Great point. You're a fence dancer. Great expression. And a complete wishy-washy doofus. I love that you said fucking balls and then also used the word doofus. I can't tell if you're a clean comic or a fucking... Working the nasty show here. The 60s was a great time in American history for social change. Uh, I would have been with the students. Bootlicker. Um, all right. First of all, did you... Okay, now I know what you're talking Did you watch the documentary before you had your fucking little meltdown temper tantrum? All right. You would have been with the students that just walked into town and smashed up a bunch of storefront windows of mom and pop stores. All these innocent people who didn't start the war. You know, Vietnam was a shit show as opposed to what? 
What's going on now isn't a shit show. A never-ending war with no fucking exit strategy that's bankrupting the country? That's not a shit show? I love Vietnam was a shit show and a totally stupid war. You, you, you just fucking repeated yourself. All right. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to act like you're not as dumb as the way that reads and that you, I made you very emotional. Um, listen, I don't care how much I don't agree with what our government is doing at any given point in history. At no point would I ever attack somebody else's storefront. You know, even if the person disagreed with me and had a sign in there saying, I support the exact opposite of what you do, I wouldn't throw a brick through their fucking window. Um, Because it doesn't prove anything. It doesn't do anything. I'm causing them harm. And all I'm doing is just creating a bigger distance between me and this other person that I want to hear and understand my opinion. All right. Is that wishy-washy to you? What are you, a real man? Because you just went on this little fucking temper tantrum? You're acting like a fucking five-year-old. Which I also do all the fucking time. Does that make me wishy-washy because I owned up to that I actually do what the fuck you do too? Or does it make you does it make you maybe sit for half a second and think like, oh, you know what? Maybe I do need to calm down. Maybe I should pick a side of the fucking fence. I need to decide to curse or say Jiminy Cricket and wishy-washy. All right, insecurity. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can go three for three. Bill getting trashed here. Hey, Bill, I'm a 20-year-old college guy, 20-year-old guy in college and in a relationship with the love of my life. Congratulations. She's perfect for me in every way. And the moment I met her, I knew I was going to make her my wife. Well, there you go. Uh, we have said that we are each other's soulmate. I'm a crazy person with a lot of insecurities, and one in particular was that I was a virgin until I met her. She was not and always she was not and always said her last relationship was nothing but sexual. It was embarrassing because I had never had sex with anyone else and I felt like a wimp. You got a little bit of a late start. You're only 20, dude. You're not the 40-year-old virgin. And now you're crushing it. Good for you. And not like a man at all because I hadn't even kissed a woman before. And I always compared myself to her ex in terms of him as a boyfriend and in the bedroom, even and even if I measure up. All right, first of all, let that shit go, all right? That's all in your head. That's not in her head. And that's a great way to talk yourself out of this great relationship. She always tells me I'm the best she's ever had, and she wishes she could take back... Wait a second. She always tells me I'm the best she ever had, and that she wishes she could take it back but I still can't get the image out of my head. And it doesn't help that I asked and she told me that he had a bigger dick. Oh, God. I don't want to drive her away. I love her and never want to lose her. I would really appreciate the advice. Why do guys ask that question? Um, love the podcast. Your stand-up efforts for family. Can't wait for season four. Come out to, uh, I'm not going to say where you're from. Thank you and go fuck yourself. Um, any advice? Uh, I don't know what to do here for you, buddy. Uh, you opened Pandora's box and that bigger dick flew out. And you're just going to have to get past it. All right. 
That's it. You asked. She wishes she could take it back. You know, I don't know. Here's the thing about women, though. All right? They love for different reasons. Okay? Okay? As big as that guy's dick was, that didn't work out. All right? So that's in the fucking past. And, you know, I don't know. They fall in, I don't know. Women in general fall in love for the right fucking reasons. Okay? They don't fall in love with a dick. All right? They fall in love because of the chemistry you have, the stuff that you're doing for her. They see that you're going to be a great father and all that type of shit. You're basically crushing it. You're destroying this other guy other than the size of your dick. I mean, he's got you beat in that area. Okay? But there's a lot of times a team is more talented on paper and then the other team because they play as a team wins. So you just got to look at yourself like that. All right, you're the underdog here and you're going to somehow uh, come away with the victory and they're going to give they're going to make a 30 for 30 about you. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like I never I never had a problem with that shit. To be honest with you. So I have a little difficulty like you know. I mean, she's probably also been with a guy that had a smaller dick. I mean, you're somewhere in the middle. You got a regular dick. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a mid-sized car. You know, it's not wrong with that. <laughs> All right, I got to be honest with you, that would not bother me. Okay, having a bigger dick, all right, he's jackhammering away and all that shit. The thing about guys with bigger dicks is a lot of times that, that you know, that's all they can do. They got the big fucking dick and they just sort of bang away. All right, but there's all other levels that you could bring. There's all different, you know. Okay, he's going Blake Griffin. He's just dunking on people. You can have a turnaround jumper. You can fucking, uh, you can have a good transition game. You can play good defense. You can go downtown. You know, you can up your fucking game. You know, there's role playing. There's all kinds of shit you can do. Shit that she maybe didn't do with this other guy. But no matter what, you're just going to have to take that fucking loss and this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, no pun intended, to try to talk you out of the fact that this other guy had a bigger dick. There's nothing he can fucking do about it. Who gives a shit? Yes, he did. All right, great. Are you funnier? Are you a better cook? She loves you. She's the love of your life. There you go. Well, here's what you learned. Don't ask that fucking question. Don't ask a question that you're not going to want to hear the answer to. All right, but my advice to you is do not sabotage that fucking relationship over that bullshit. And here's another thing, too. Do not fucking mope about it in front of her because that's going to turn her off. All right? And she'll fucking go back to the big dick guy. All right? I, this is the thing. I wouldn't, don't even bring it up. All right? Let that big dick just roll right off your back. <laughs> Um, all right, that's it. Okay, overrated, underrated. Jesus Christ. All right, underrated. Reading. You're absolutely right. Reading books actually makes you smarter. It's been proven, and now I can say I'm proof. The better quality writing you read, the better you are at organizing thoughts. I've been reading before bed for the last year, and I sleep better than ever. That's right, you do. I learned that lesson, and I forgot it. I got to get back to it. I wake up with more energy because that's the last thing on my mind. 
Because the last thing on my mind wasn't some bullshit from work that bothers me, even though it won't matter in six months. Or I'm watching TV falling asleep with bright lights flashing in my face. That is true. What a great underrated for the week. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Overrated. Uh, Putting people on pedestals. Next time someone tells you how great someone else is, make sure it's because they're constantly changing the lives of everyone around them for the better. Or they cured cancer. I'm tired of hearing about how great someone is when all they do is stand, wave, and smile. This by default includes almost every politician ever. Um, All right. Good overrated underrated. Um, Here's another one. Summertime blowies. Hey there, balmy bag bill. Uh, Just wanted to take a moment to recognize all the brave men and women that suck dick in the summertime. Oh, Jesus. Uh, It has been real hot here in Colorado and this morning and this morning and took my unit out to do my business. Oh, wait. Okay. This is like, okay. It's been real hot here in Colorado and this morning. And this morning, and took my unit out to do my business. Dude, do you understand the way you wrote that? I thought you were like, you know, you were in the army or something. You took your fucking platoon out or something. No, it's been real hot here in Colorado, including this morning. New sentence. Took my unit out to do my business, and I could not believe the smell coming from my taint area. God bless these troopers. We love you. Go fuck yourself. Also, not a fan of your podcast, comedy, or F is for family. Like the mustache, though. Okay. Jeez, I'm not a fan of your grammar there, buddy. Jesus Christ. All right, evidently people got uh, smelly junk. That's another thing I don't understand. A stinky crotch area. I, just, I, don't, I don't have that fucking problem. I take a shower, and then that, I'm good. <laughs> People who got to fucking throw all kinds of talc and potter. Thank God I'm, I'm not a sweater. <clears throat> all right. Yo, Wild Bill Big Cox. Uh, I worked at a cigar shop in Kansas City for five years and gained a decent knowledge of cigars. Here are my top three. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> uh, a Padron Anniversary. Uh, oh, Anniversario. Either 1926 or 1964 series. Ashton VSG slash ESG Virgin slash Estate Sun Grown La Flor Ligero L300 parentheses L400 slash L500 etc. depending on size isn't sold in the wrapper. These are all Sun Grown which I found is as good if not better than a Cuban at a fraction of the cost. I don't know about better than a Cuban a real one. Come through Kansas City, and I'll be the first to buy tickets. Godspeed. Um, all right. Well, there you go. There's some cigar advice. Okay, there you go. That's the podcast for this week. God bless all of you. All right? And if we've learned anything on this podcast, please, for the love of God, no matter if you're a lefty or a righty, if someone has legitimate criticism of your political party. Just take it. You know? Because then that will make the other person open to some of your criticism and maybe you both can fucking learn something. All right? And then number two. If you're with a woman and she's been with other men, don't ask if anyone had a bigger dick than you when you're standing there with the mid-sized car. 
All right. Somebody's going to pull up with the Caprice Classic and then it's going to make you feel bad about your Ford Fairmont. (laughs) Be happy with what you have and be happy that you don't got a Chevy Chevette. There you go. That's it. All right. Go fuck yourselves. And I'll uh, check in on you on Thursday.